stay at home and protect lives. That's the clear warning from the health secretary, Matt Hancock, who says it's not a request, but an instruction. I folks, quick update for me on the campaign against coronavirus. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Finding faster ways to test people who may have the virus. And it was such an incredible moment that it's now taking place every Thursday at 8 p.m. None of us can say when this will end, but end it will. Hello and welcome to Corona Chronicles, where in the coming weeks we will attempt to touch base with a wide range of people from all walks of life to talk about how the current situation is impacting them both professionally and personally, as well as offering a cup full of cheer, some top tips and stats, and most importantly to touch virtual base with a cheery hello and without the need for hand sanitizer. I'm Nick Randall. You do not have to be alone is a recent Bournemouth-based voluntary initiative to support the local community and help them through day-to-day physical problems such as shopping, as well as offering personal advice and probably most of all, a shoulder to cry on if necessary. And since lockdown, this service and others like it all around the country have been proving vital to the mental well-being of many vulnerable people. So with me on the line is Rod Marlowe, who is the founder of You Do Not Have to Be Alone. Rod, welcome to the programme. Tell us about uh, what led you to create this uh, community group. Hi, Nick. Yeah, briefly, my story is I've, I've suffered uh, with um, mental health issues, uh, depression and anxiety for about 20 years. Um, and last year, I, I had quite a bad time. I had a bit of a breakdown. Um, I had a lot of support. But I still felt quite alone, basically. Sure. Um, and there was um, also uh, surrounding the town, there was a lot of issues with uh, some tragic issues, people taking their own life. Um, and I, I just felt like uh, I just felt like not enough was done. I didn't think there was enough uh, help or support. There's not enough resources for mental health, for one. Yeah. Um, so um, I decided, uh, with the help of a couple of others, uh, to set up the group called You Do Not Have to Be Alone, um, to try and provide support for people that are um, suffering with mental health or, you know, feeling suicidal or have even sort of known somebody that's, um, you know, they've known some that they've lost somebody close to them, family or friends, uh, and there's, you know, suffering with uh, bereavement or grief. Mm. Um, we try and offer support all the way around. So this is um, helping you to to grow as a person because you're, you're getting to talk to people, but also your experience of what it's like to be feeling in that low state. You can offer support and advice as well. Yeah, well, I, you know, I like to think that, um, I mean, I'm 54 now, so I like to think I've, I've sort of gone, you know, I've been around the block a couple of times. So, well, yeah, I, so I have I, think... I'm 54 too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was the same block. <laughs> so, you know, um, there's a little bit of life experience, and like I say, with my experience with my own issues, my own mental health, um, yeah, I do think, I, you know, I, I have something to give. Um, we don't offer professional help, um, okay. you know, I mean, we do have professionals within the group if they're needed. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, what? So, you've got people who 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 happen to be part of the community, but they also happen to have certain uh, things they can bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, we have a professional counsellor. Um, there's people uh, that work within the NHS that are within the group. Um, we also work, um, or we were working, and unfortunately until COVID-19, we were working fairly closely with the Samaritans. 
Okay, right. Um, we did arrange to uh, have training with the Samaritans, but oh. unfortunately, because of what's happened, um, we've had to postpone everything. So, And um, in terms of um, helping people, what physically um, do you do? I mean, does everybody have each other's telephone numbers or is there a, a particular website you go to? Uh, at the moment, it's working within Facebook, um, within the group. But we It's a private group at the moment, although people can search for it and find it. Um, we've got over 700 members at the moment. So Facebook is you do not have to be alone if you want to, if people are searching for it. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, we do have a, an email address. Uh, you do not have to be alone. Twenty nineteen at gmail dot com. And this is, um, this is the only um, you do not have to be alone. I seem to remember reading that there are that there's a few of them around the country you you can connect to. Um, that, well, um, this is an original group. There's uh, sure. other groups with um, similar names. Okay. Um, but I do. I mean, there's members within the group, but we've got members. Um, in all honesty, we've got members all over the world. We've got them in uh, in Canada, America, um, Spain, uh, Australia. Um, even the Philippines, even Hawaii. We've got members from Hawaii as That's well. That's wonderful. So, That's um, wonderful. Um, but um, we all connect with people. Um, people, like I say, put a post up on the group. Um, and the, the response is almost immediate. It's, and there's, uh, you know, many people that will respond to a certain message to sort of offer support, um, you know, offer advice. I quite frequently get um, private messages, um, presumably because I'm the sort of like, I was the one that started it. So, sure. but I, I you know, uh, for me, it is, and it's quite cathartic for me because, um, as you pointed out earlier, Nick, is you know, it, it helps me. I never used to talk about my issues, never used to talk about my problems whatsoever. Um, but since what happened last year to me, I've found it sort of easier. Um, to talk about my issues. And for me, I don't think it's right for me to sort of talk to somebody about their issues if they don't know mine, if that makes sense. Yes, no, absolutely. Obviously, lockdown has been a real game changer for for all yeah. types of um, support groups like this. Um, how, how did it compare before to now? Well, before we were having, um, we had like a, a litter pick um, group walk once a month. Um, we had a group meeting once a month. We were, we had already arranged a coffee morning um, and a couple of other events, but we've had to cancel everything now and um, sort of put everything on hold. So the only thing really, we, we you know, at the moment is I've been doing uh, and other members of the group have been uh, sort of doing shopping for people and picking right. up prescriptions and that sort of thing to try and help people, people that are quite vulnerable. And with quite high anxiety as well, it's, um, the, the whole lockdown issue has just exacerbated anxiety. I mean, so many people that I spoke to, their anxiety is through the roof uh, mm. for obvious reasons. Yes. You know? And some of them is about work, some of them is about contracting the virus, some of them is about family, you know, and a mixture of all three. Um, it's very, very difficult. And are you getting um, more um, aware of different people you can connect from too? If they have a specific issue, you think, oh, the town hall might know. You, are you finding you're getting more knowledgeable about uh, different services out there to help people? Yeah, yeah, I've, um, because, um, you know, people kind of sort of uh, treat mental health as like an umbrella, but there's there's so many different aspects. Mm. Um, and um, I've I've gained more of an understanding of um, how certain things work with certain um, issues, shall I say, 
but also I've got more of an understanding of how other people uh, feel and think um, because we all become quite uh, selfish in our ways, in the way we think. And what it's done for me with lockdown is kind of, I've kind of listened and I've read more and I've kind of understood people more um, because people are feeling very vulnerable. And while people are vulnerable, they, you know, you tend to get through feelings. Yeah. Um, um, and, it, you know, it's been difficult for me, but um, in comparison to a lot of people, it's been quite plain sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, how can people get involved if they, they want to uh, um, sort of muck in, so to speak? So you're in the Bournemouth area, yeah? Yeah, we, we, um, we, we were based kind of, yes, yeah, Pokestown, Southbourne sort of area, but we you know, based in Bournemouth and the surrounding areas, sort of BCP area, I guess you'd call it now. Really. So that's really your catchment area. You, you, you wouldn't really be looking for people to the outside, perhaps possibly encouraging them to set up their own group. Yeah, no, um, strangely enough, I did speak to somebody uh, in Wales uh, a couple of months ago um, and, and said they could, I'm quite happy for them to sort of start their own uh, chapter, if mm. you like. Yeah. Uh, but basically, my idea would be to set up a community hub in the, in the Bournemouth area mm. um, um, and then sort of work from there. And the, like, like, as you pointed out, there, there'd be no reason why, um, you know, there couldn't be a hub in many different towns, you know, you know across the country. Okay. And uh, as I said, I, I think the, the question got slightly lost. How can people get involved if they're listening to this? Yeah, um, the, the main way is to join the group, um, really, on Facebook. Um, but um, you can email me at the email address um, and what I'll do is I take details and stuff and then when it, hopefully in the future we can start sort of organising some uh, some events for the group. It's usually like just meetings, just group meetings and like I say, look, we did little walks and stuff. I've got one organised for tomorrow now actually, funnily enough. Brilliant. Social uh, distancing walk. Yes, yes, it is, yeah. Um, With a loud hailer. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we don't normally get loads turn up. There's normally only sort of like half a dozen or so. Um, so it's easy enough. It'll be easy enough to maintain social distancing. Um, it's just a, a chance for people to get together, get out in a bit of fresh air, possibly meet a couple of people, like-minded people, um, and just have a chat. And just you know, because oh. some people are some people are isolated. Yep. Uh, uh, even before lockdown, people were isolated, but obviously more so now. Mm. Um, and some and people, it, some people aren't online. Even I mean, uh, are, are there people you're managing to find uh, despite that? Um, well, there's there's um, there's been a couple of people um, that uh, text more, if you say, more than social media. Okay. To be honest, the, their main issue has been getting shopping and prescriptions and stuff. So, sure. Um, sure. It's, you know, it's, I've been happy to do, uh, you know, it's not, you know, I can, can do that social distancing. It gets me out of the house as well, to be Well, fair. absolutely. So, uh, it's good for everybody. So this is obviously totally totally voluntary. It's not financed at all. No, no, that's right. No, it's not mm. financed at all, no. Um, I mean, we did, um, we started the ball rolling to become a charitable organisation. Oh, right, um, yeah. I was going to ask you. But um, we, um, it got delayed slightly with a couple of issues, and then unfortunately, because of uh, lockdown and stuff, it became then even obviously then even more difficult. So, uh, um, so we might have to restart that. That's something to come, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my aim was to become a charity before the end of the year, but that was um, obviously before uh, coronavirus. Though. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like it's helped loads of people both before lockdown and particularly in lockdown. So, I mean, it's just fantastic 
that you've you've Thank set you. this up and uh, and it's been so well timed. Um, yeah, well, well, I say we set up last September and it, it's kind of snowballed. Um, and the response I've had within the group and from outside of the group um, has actually been quite. Uh, it's been quite amazing, actually. To be fair, mm. you know, I've I, I'd like to think I've um, helped people. I've had like I've been man. The times I've been talking to sort of two, three in the morning oh, with wow. people, you know. Um, so I like to, you know, I'd like to think it was for the good, you know. Oh God, uh, absolutely! Yeah. It's it's incredible what you're doing. It, it's just so so needed. I mean, mental health um, funding is so flagging in this country as as lots of public service uh, funding is, but we won't go into yeah. all that So um, oh, no, yeah. at the moment. So <laughs> anything like this is is a bonus. Listen, Rod Marlow, thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm no terribly, you, terribly impressed with what you've been doing. It's just amazing uh, work, local work to you know raise people's spirits. And I think it's incredibly important uh, generally in life, but in lockdown even more so. So I'd take my hat off to you, sir, if I had a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Nick. Thanks for your time. That's brilliant. Take care, Rod. And our thanks again go to Rod Marlowe. Um, if you want the email address again, it's you do not have to be alone 2019 at gmail.com. And there's also the Facebook page. And now it's time for the latest corona-related world news, dated the 6th of June 2020, as we're recording. The World Health Organization has changed its advice on face masks, saying that they should be worn in public to help stop the spread of coronavirus. The global body said new information showed that they could provide a barrier for potentially infectious droplets. Some countries around the world already recommend or mandate the wearing of face coverings in public. The WHO had previously argued that there was not enough evidence to say that healthy people should wear masks. Face coverings are to become compulsory for people using public transport in England from Monday the 15th of June. Also, all hospital visitors and outpatients will have to wear face coverings and all staff will have to wear surgical masks at all times in all areas. Face coverings are already recommended in some enclosed spaces like public transport and shops when social distancing isn't possible. There have been warnings coronavirus might be starting to spread again in the northwest and the southwest of England. Some scientists say the R number is creeping up across the country and may have surpassed one, the point in which the epidemic takes off again in these regions. Tameside Council has strongly advised schools not to reopen on Monday. The government, however, insists that the number is not above one anywhere in the country. And the amount of people who have currently died of coronavirus in the UK stands at 40,261, with 283,311 cases in total. The charity Age UK is warning that many care home residents have seen a rise in fees of more than £100 a week as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. It says about 200,000 people are being charged more because of the high costs of running a home during the outbreak. Organisations representing the hospitality industry have warned that most pubs and restaurants could not survive if they had to observe social distancing. Next week, the government is expected to publish its guidelines on how pubs, restaurants and hotels in England could reopen. The Home Secretary, Priti Patel, has appealed for people to avoid gatherings of more than six people this weekend. Anti-racism demonstrations are planned across the UK in response to the death of George Floyd at the hands of a white police officer in the US. 
Tax officials are warning key workers rejoining the NHS during the coronavirus pandemic to avoid what they're calling unscrupulous tax avoidance schemes. They say people who sign up to such schemes could end up with large unexpected tax bills. The governor of California has said film and TV shoots in the state can resume from the 12th of June, subject to the approval of local health officials. It's not clear when filming will be able to resume in Hollywood itself, as Los Angeles has been particularly badly hit by the COVID-19 outbreak. Strict new safety rules are expected to increase the cost of production by up to 20%. And finally, the Duke of Cambridge has revealed that he has been anonymously counselling people during lockdown. He has been volunteering at Shout 85258, which offers support via text message to people in personal crisis. Prince William said that he had been answering messages after being trained by the mental health charity. Last month, he told fellow volunteers in a video call, I'm going to share a little secret with you guys, but I'm actually on the platform volunteering. Kensington Palace announced the Prince's involvement to mark Volunteers Week, which ends on Sunday. And that's the latest news. Well, that's it for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks again to Rod Marlow and all volunteers at You Do Not Have To Be Alone. So until next week, stay safe and as socially distanced as you possibly can. I'm Nick Randall. Goodbye. Goodbye.